Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we are continuing to read through Deuteronomy as I try to encourage all of us, me included, to be reading God's Word diligently and to be prayerfully reading God's Word and to be humble before the Lord that we would Humble the pride of man, and a good way to do that is to read God's Word, especially Deuteronomy, to exalt the grace of God in salvation, uh, to promote holiness in heart and in life of all of us believers as we try to really see what God says. Lots of opinions out there, but what does God say? So let's keep reading here. We're in Genesis chapter 30. Again, Moses is getting ready to transfer leadership over to Joshua. This is his last big sermon. This uh, basically three sermons or a treaty, as some people would write, is all of Deuteronomy here at the end of Moses' life and reiterating these things for the children of God. So we are in Chapter 30, we just ended chapter 29 yesterday morning. So here we go. <clears throat> chapter 30, we'll read the first uh, 10 verses here. And when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and you return to the Lord your God, you and your children, and obey his voice in all that I command you today with all your heart, and with all your soul. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. If your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you. And from there he will take you. And the Lord your God will bring you into the land that your fathers possessed, that you may possess it. And he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and that you may live. And the Lord your God will put all these curses on your foes and enemies who persecuted you. And you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, and in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, as he took delight in your fathers, when you obey the voice of the Lord your God, to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in this book of the law, when you turn to the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. I will stop there. <clears throat> and so there's a a lot here about the heart and the soul. We see that. And just the idea here that when we get off course, God does things to get us back on course. <clears throat> and those things may not be pleasant, but it is not pleasing to God and for us to get off course because we are in a sense destroying his creation and he created us he loves us and when he sees us going in the wrong direction then 
he has to get us back on track and he knows how to do that. He knows that we do not like discomfort. And these people back then wouldn't have been soft like many of us Americans are. They were wandering in the desert. Now their sandals didn't wear out and their clothing didn't wear out. But they were 40 years in the desert. We had a hot one here where I live. And I was out in it and I was thinking, yeah, I don't like this heat that much. So there's a there's a, definitely a hot to desert as there is a cold to desert nights. And so they were not a soft people. And they'd been in battle. They'd seen wars. And so for God to use something to turn them back, it's got to be pretty harsh. And that's what we saw in chapter 29. Here he's telling them that when they turn back to him, which is what will happen, then he will bring them back, gather them back to himself and to the promised land. They will have great prosperity. Now we are always short-sighted thinking about tomorrow or really today and not thinking too far down the road. And so I want to encourage us, you know, keep reading God's word. It may take years to really read through all of it and even more years than to go back through it. And I've been doing this about this the other day for over 40 years, reading through scripture over and over again and getting more and more out of it every year. And I'm not going to run out of discovering new things as I read through God's word. It's just consistently jumped out at me. And it's because we're at different seasons in our life. Every year brings new challenges Every season of life brings new challenges. Before I was married, I was thinking one way and processing life. Got married. That was all new. Then we had children. That was all new. Then those children got older. That was new. And then so on and so forth, right? So you guys got the picture. God is in the business of developing godly men and women and godly who, who develop godly offspring. And he wants to prosper that. now. So we need to keep, keep pushing forward on that. Another interesting thing is here is that when he tells them how he's going to prosper them, there's a work still to be done, right? And he even says that the Lord, your God, will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand and in the fruit of your womb, so having children, and the fruit of your cattle, your cattle having more cattle, and the fruit of your ground. That's the harvesting what you what you plant. And so those are things that we are totally dependent, even to this day, on God. There's a work to planting. But who's going to water it? Oh, yeah. We, got, we sort of need God to do that. Uh, what about the cattle? You know, we can do all we want to ensure that the cattle are having more cattle. But there's a lot of that that we are totally dependent on God. And then, of course... Uh, the human race being fruitful and multiplying. And so there is so much that we are still to this day totally dependent on God, but there's still a work to be done. And so you work as unto the Lord and then see what God does with that. So I hope that this, uh, this is beneficial to you today and every day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. 
this day. And if you are in days of sorrow and darkness, uh, may you rejoice in the Lord's salvation and sing to him forever and ever. Because God's loving kindness is perfect and is new. Well, it doesn't say that it's new every day. It's perfect and everlasting. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.